Welcome to Joint Effort with Des Moines Orthopedic Surgeons. This podcast covers the pain and injuries that are associated with muscles, ligaments, and joints. Welcome to another episode of Joint Effort. Tonight we have Trish Kallemeyer, one of my esteemed hand surgeons uh, partners at uh, DMOS. Welcome. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Trish. We, we very much appreciate you having you. And uh, you're the first hand surgeon I've gotten to talk to, so you'll see how rusty my knowledge is of that awesome. area. Okay. Um, just a little bit of background. We want to get to know you a little bit uh, for sure. our audience. So um, you went to undergraduate. University of Iowa. University yep. of Iowa, and then medical school. University of Iowa. It's very unique. Yes. You just kind of thought, okay, I like Iowa City. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'll stay here. Keep it rolling. I don't okay. have to move. This is good. And is it true <laughs> that initially you thought you wanted to be a general surgeon? I did. I did. And I matched into a general surgery program Okay. Uh, at uh, Hennepin in, in Minneapolis. Which is the county hospital. The county hospital. hospital. Yeah. Really Very crazy, busy, busy, busy trauma center. And uh, realized quickly that I liked orthopedics. So were you in your intern year when you pulled I the did. shoot? I did, I did. So I had to rematch okay. actually, which not many people do. No. And uh, so I sat out my in- my second intern year, I sat out and did research for a year. Okay. Which was so kind of nice, cause you know, you can actually see the city yeah. and-, and uh, They didn't make you repeat doing an intern They didn't, I, yes, I had some sweet talking and was it, got, got through it. it was was it just a really aggressive, uh, morbidity conference for general surgery one day where you're like, I can't do this or what? No, you know, actually I did my second month in, my second rotation was was uh, ortho and it was oh. a trauma service, okay. which I hadn't been really exposed to in, in medical school. So it was it was awesome. Uh, and I worked with a hand surgeon there. Yep. Uh, it's You know, a lot of it's who you get exposed to and sure. and your mentors and uh, it, it was fantastic. Okay. So was able to rematch and and thankfully they, stay in they in kept Minneapolis. you there yeah they did yep so they liked you enough. yeah yeah it was did good. that mentor have some role in that, i think I'm he guessing? helped out yeah <laughs> okay. he was fantastic um well i think uh so you basically made a change from a general surgery pretty intense ortho can be pretty intense too yeah in did you different know, ways but yeah were you mm-hmm. kind of like i'm doing ortho to do hand or were you like i just kind of like ortho and i'll figure out from there i, I went into it a little bit more open-minded um i actually really like spine which is kind of a opposite ends yeah. of the spectrum yeah. but uh uh found that I, I really enjoyed everything about hand and uh there was just there were so many different opportunities you know hand has you can be a, a shoulder and elbow surgeon and a hand surgeon I thought maybe I'd do something like that um and you know once you get into your practice it changes and uh just it really leads you where you, it you does kind of figure mm-hmm. out what you like and mold it from there exactly okay exactly so you get through Minnesota, and then, mm-hmm. so how many residents a year at, at Minnesota when you were there? How many residents per year? Yeah, per uh, year. There were eight in my year. How many females of the 41 in the program? Oh, uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. My year one, uh, there was a one ahead of me, one, two ahead of me, and then the class behind me actually was two women. When I left there, it was 50-50. I was going to say, I feel like there's been a movement towards more women in orthopedics yeah. over the last 10 or 15 years. Agreed. Agreed. Do you feel which like is great. you blaze the trail for these I, I, ladies? I don't know if I can take that credit, but um, it, it's been a great, sub, it's been a great specialty. And, um, you know, a lot, I think a, it's most important to get that exposure early. Um, you know, I worked with a plastic surgeon who was a hand surgeon that I, and it was a female at the University of Iowa and, and kind of started my interest in hand at that point. Um, and I had great mentors at Minnesota. There was um, 
I want to say five women in the department. That's great. So yeah, unusual, so you, you unusual models. compared to other programs. So you could kind of ask them, how's this going to go? Sure, and sure. Is your life normal? <laughs> How do you have kids? And when yeah. do you have kids? And, you know, all that stuff. And so. many may not know, but you have two children yourself. I do, yep. Two girls, yeah. And uh, they're getting big and they're... They're growing up, pretty yeah. Pretty good divers, aren't they? Yeah, yep. Yeah, they're really into gymnastics, diving. Uh, I don't know how you find diving as a hobby in Iowa, but you guys... Somehow it's a that. it's a different it's yeah definitely a, a niche that not everybody finds but and yeah it's been you great. didn't dive no no I was a I played basketball volleyball okay I so ran a little track is it fun nothing. watching can you tell when she hits the water wrong um I'm like, learning a lot yeah <laughs> it's, it's no splash right you try she, to, no splash okay. yeah <laughs> yeah that's all yeah. I know from the Olympics try not to hit the board and no splash twist as many times as you want <laughs> yeah but you don't want to create a splash that's all I kind of remember. yeah we we, we laugh about the triple Indy and yeah. and it's not a real dive but it's <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah so from Minnesota then you thought okay hand is an interest of mine yes and then mm-hmm. You did an extra year so you could specialize in that? Correct, yeah. What do you, what's the value in your mind of doing? Everyone wonders, you know, if you do five years, why can't you, you know, and some people can do everything, mm-hmm. right? But for you, what's the added value in that year towards your practice still um, today? You know, I, I was at WashU in St. Louis with my fellowship, and um, the curriculum there was fantastic. Every week we did a different dissection of the hand. Um, like we had cadaveric di- dissections, and um, we were prosecting. Uh, we had a resident below us that was doing the physical dissection. You just learn the anatomy so much better. Um, you get exposed to so many different things. Um, uh, one of my uh, mentors there did a lot of free flaps. And, uh, what, when and, you say free flap, describe uh, what Oh, that sure. Means um, uh, when you have a defect in, uh, say, an area, uh, like typically you lose, a, skin, you or lose skin or muscle, um, you bring in skin or muscle from another area that you have to plug into the blood supply. Um, and give it uh, enough nutrition so that it can survive. That's a pretty tenuous um, time, like right. the first week or so. You know, you check. <laughs> you're you're watching it, yeah. What's yep. it look you're, like? You're checking pain? them twice a day, and yeah. um, we did a lot of back then a lot of refl- replants at, at WashU. Um, the, um, you know, you just get such a better in-depth training, and um, you have an opportunity to do some research. Um, did a did a research paper during my res- mm-hmm. during my residency, then uh, also during fellowship. Um, so it, you come it, out feeling like I you got, feel so I much of, more confident. Yeah, you're not mm-hmm. mastered of anything, but you you have an idea of where you need to get to in any topic around the. Well, hand. you know the anatomy so yep. much better, and you can just pretty much you can do almost anything if you know the anatomy. And then and that, did, did you come out of there with some good resources you could rely upon if you needed to in sure. your first year or two? <laughs> sure. I mean, everyone needs like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, what do you? I do? guess I didn't see this in the six years, <laughs> right. you know. And right. It's amazing. Even like I don't know, are you twelve years in now? To uh, Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how you can still see things that you have still not see seen things? Yet? You know, at least every six months, that especially you in the seen hand, before. you think, okay, mm-hmm. you might, but it's crazy. It so. is. It is a, a it, humbling. You think you're doing great, and then oh, yeah. I haven't seen that. So yeah. So, you, but you know, you find ways to. Um, it also teaches you ways to figure out the answer to questions and how to research things. Um, it gives you a, a huge pool of people as a resource as well yep so so one of the uh stereotypes probably good stereotype of hand surgeons is is how meticulous you guys are right because uh attention to detail i mean it's it's a pretty small area you're working in but there's so many things that can go wrong or can be treated um and so i think we kind of have an understand that you're the right person for that job because of your you're going to general (laughs) surgery you're pretty you know you're intensely focused about certain topics um 
So that's set you up for success in your career so far, at least from what I've seen. Um, all your patients love you and you have oh, a great reputation. Great. Um, what we want to talk about today is the thumb. Sure. Um, and what I think is would be interesting to talk about is specifically arthritis at the base of the thumb. Sure. Um, commonly called the CMC joint. Is that it's, correct? You know, it's interesting. It's got a lot of names. Okay. Um, I actually what did are a, they? I did a research paper, um, a review paper when I was a resident on the on really? thumb arthritis. Yeah, I don't huh. think I told you that. No. Um, and when I did the lit the literature search, you know, you have to type in all these different names because it has got it has so many names. Um, the basilar joint. Some people call it the basilar joint. Uh, the trapeziometacarpal joint, that or the TCM joint or T- TMC joint, mm-hmm. um, the first thumb CMC joint. Um, so it, it's got a million names. I call yeah. it the thumb CMC joint just thumb to- Thumb CMC joint. Yeah. Okay. So why, give me an understanding, you know, obviously the thumb is probably the most important finger for a lot of reasons, uh, or maybe I'm making that up, but it sure seems that way, right? It is, yeah. Um, and so what does this joint allow the thumb to do? So one interesting thing, if you look at your own hand, um, the thumb is in a different plane. You know, all the fingers are in the same plane. They bend in the same way. The thumb is out of plane, mm-hmm. so it's it's off by about 45 degrees, but it has much more mobility, and that's why, that's one of the reasons people get arthritis at the base of their thumb. Um, it allows you to bring your thumb out of the plane of the hand so that you can pinch to it. Um, so you're it really gripping is things a, a lot with your thumb. You are, but, but it's more of a post, really. It's okay. its job is to be stable so you can pinch things. Got it. So you're posting, yeah. you're putting things up against the thumb. Correct. Hold it secure. Is some of the increased force, or is it maybe a nutritional thing where you use the thumb so much more than any other finger that leads to arthritis you know, that, there? That's interesting because there's a lot of theories on that. Um, there's some, um, it, there's a, a, a higher percentage of women who get arthritis of the thumb than men, so they think there might be some hormone receptors at the base there. Okay. Um, sometimes it's a post-traumatic problem where somebody gets an injury and then they get arthritis afterwards. Um, there's some uh, some theories about obesity and whether or not the you know some of the hormones that with in patients who have obesity if if that leads to higher risk of arthritis okay. there. Um, there's never been anything that shows that it's a work you know that certain work things can cause yeah. it. It's uh, typically uh, something that happens over time. Um, if you look at, uh, there was a study back when, um, this has been 20 years ago now, but a uh, study out of Scandinavia, and they found that a third of women that they took x-rays of had arthritis who were postmenopausal. Not necessarily symptomatic, but just... No, and only a third of those women had arthritis pain. Okay. So you can have arthritis and still not even yeah. have pain from it. It's pretty interesting. You know, people come in all the time who have, who break their wrist or... Um, uh, whatever they and we get an x-ray and I if I see arthritis I ask them if it hurts and and it's amazing how many mm. patients don't have pain they just from accommodate it. And or it gets stiff and it becomes less painful because they don't move it as much I was gonna say is it do people come to see you for this problem because of pain or is it because of stiffness and lack of function it's more for pain. More for pain. More for pain. Because you can really accommodate quite a bit of stiffness in okay. this joint. And actually you can one still of the, get to your pinky? With, uh, not always, but, okay. um, you know, that's one of the treatments is to do a fusion there, um, which I think I've done once. Really? Once, yeah. Once in 13 years? Yep. Really? Yeah, it's just not okay. very common. Yeah. Uh, and it's not so common because some newer procedures that we're going to get into. That yeah, but, you know, also you do need mobility, some mobility of the thumb. Um, it, it is somewhat debilitating. Because you can't get your hand flat, the position of fusion is a little awkward. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. That, because you have to fuse it in that plane a little bit so Correct. you can use it as a so post. So you can use it as a yep. post, yeah. Okay. Understood. So patient comes into your office and they've had pain and, you know, increasing for a year or two. X-rays show some arthritis at that thumb, CMC joint. Sure. What do you walk me through the conversation? Sure. What, you know, I always talk to them about um, what's the least invasive to the most invasive. You know, you can start off with, you know, if they can tolerate it. Um, medications that kind of decrease the inflammation or that um, that treat the pain. And those would like, be... Like a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory ibuprofen. Does that work pretty well? They do work. Um, they don't target the joint. You know, your yeah. whole body sees that medication, right. so it's not as, as effective sometimes. Uh, there are some topical um, anti-inflammatories, like uh, diclofenac is a nice um, medication. You, you find people like that? I do find people like that. Even lidoderm patches, is that some co- people is that help it. still pretty expensive? It is pretty expensive. Okay. That's probably the biggest issue I knew there. that was a, a, set, a roadblock sure. from ordering that for other joints. But. You know, you get you know authorization requests and yep. that kind of thing. Um, uh, then you can move up the ladder of maybe a brace, something like a splint that'll help stabilize the thumb. Um, downside to that is if you do anything that involves water or getting your hand in dirt, like most of the, most of our patients have some sort of a hobby that's it's difficult to to use that. Uh, some people find a splint at nighttime is really helpful. They they wear that to bed, um, and then moving up along that, um, steroid injections can are probably the biggest thing we do that's non-operative. And fairly effective for a naive person and to for, steroids? For, yeah, for the first injection, that can be help their symptoms six months to to even up to a year. So you have some people come back a year later and say, mm-hmm. hey, it worked great. Let's do it again. Yeah. Do you, is that the injection where you got to pull on the a little, a little bit, bit? Yeah. <laughs> it just, yeah. I hate the idea of needles myself. Just the thought of that injection. Oh, pull on the thumb, create a little they space. They do pretty well. Do yeah, they? they do pretty well. And Probably as you get you know better, put it yeah, as, as, as time goes on, you get really good. Me as a resident at the VA as a second year, you know, and you know <laughs> what the problem is, and you're like, how do we get in that joint? Exactly. Um, is there space? I mean, if it's bone on bone, sometimes you think, like, how do you even get a needle? into the joint does the capsule but really the capsule expands and and if you think about it you're trying to calm down the inflammation of the capsule so if you get it into the capsule you're probably doing just as good okay yeah and so is that a pretty common thing before surgery you'll try oh yeah i do them all the time what if the Mm -hmm. cortisone shot doesn't work for more than a day or two can can someone have surgery within a few weeks or do you make people wait because of the steroid injection? I, I do. There's been some recent data, some uh, recent studies that show it, it increases the risk of infection if you go in within three months of a shot. Okay. Um, and that was done, um, that was actually done for trigger finger surgery, a uh, little different really? problem. And but, that's less complex too. Yeah. And um, even, even uh, there's been some studies recently on carpal tunnel as well with um proximity of shots to the time of surgery um, okay. I just tell them three months is probably the safe period of of waiting so the person who wants to have surgery so the the surgery you propose to them walk me through this it's, because I found this fascinating in residency um, what kind of how you treat that joint sure. right it's not the normal you think about it it's an arthroplasty re- right it is right but it's just a different way of thinking about it sure in some respect. sure so I, I how try do you, to how do you try to explain it? it you know we don't we don't put metal and plastic in the thumb right. like they do in the hips and knees and and these other implants. Um, it's actually. And why do you think that is? Um, part of it's it well, quicker? yeah, and part of it is um, the forces across the bone. Um, the bone just isn't as strong as it is in the knee. You know, you're walking on your knees all right. on your legs all day long, so that strong that bone's much stronger, and so the the 
relative difference between the metal that you would put in and the bone so much stiffer is so much stiffer in the knee so you do that in the thumb it's going to wear out okay. Uh, potentially okay plus it, it's it's a joint that has a lot of mobility so uh, potential is higher for like dislocations uh, that kind of thing that'd be just a disaster I can it would be imagine. yeah and they used they there have been a number of implants um that have been tried for it um i've never done one because they've just the, the tried and true procedure is to actually take a bone out called the trapezium. Um, and it's a, a bone that actually has um, a, a couple um, articulations or it, it meets up with other bones in the mm-hmm. wrist. And um, patients also can get arthritis there. So um, by taking that bone out, you're taking out that source of pain. Um, typically, when we take the bone out, there's no cartilage left. It, right. It's just bone on bone. Right. Um, so... Um, then we use a, another a tendon, which sounds a little crazy, but we can use a tendon from the forearm to reconstruct the ligaments, and then the Do rest you use of that. The FCR. It's I use the FCR. FCR. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, if we don't have FCR, uh, I use 100% of FCR. Yeah. Um, if we don't have FCR available, um, the palmaris can be used as, okay. a, as an interposition. And the FCR for people listening is on the palm side. It's that big tendon you can feel kind of yep. running down the thumb side of your forearm. Correct. Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so you just split that in half. Uh, you can take half of it or you can take all of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you leave it attached or do you take... I take it off, take completely, it completely off, off the muscle. Mm-hmm. And then what do you do with it? Um, and then um, to in order... So one of the, the principles of the reconstruction I do is to try to give back stability of that joint. Yeah. Because, you know, you're taking a important bone out of the chain yep. that you're trying to use as a post to, to pinch. So you need some stability. And um, so we drill a hole in the metacarpal which is the bone next to the trapezium okay and then that that piece of tendon goes up through that that hole so that um, keeps it there it keeps it there and then we bring it back around itself and then actually ball it up into a ball called the you've heard it called an anchovy i'm yeah, sure right. i don't know where that so comes from right right, right. an anchovy like, oh, anchovy the yeah FCR the anchovy too. procedure right but um you basically create a ball of tendon that okay. then creates a scaffold for the scar tissue to form too Great that gets rid of their pain because the arthritic bone's gone. Correct. But mm-hmm. what you mentioned earlier about potentially dislocating, the thing I never quite understood is, does the thumb still maybe kind of subluxate, or does is it held in place perfectly when you do that, or can it kind of... It, it can subside. Okay. It, the metacarpal, sometimes on an x-ray afterwards, will be a little bit subsided. Doesn't uh, tend to matter, though. It doesn't matter. Mm-mm. Nope, they've looked at that in studies, and um, it really is not an, an issue. The, the key is getting the trapezium out. Okay. So if you leave, if, if somehow you leave 25% of the trapezium in there, and they used they're to. still going to have They problems. used to take out half of the trapezium. Okay. Um, that was a, an earlier description but, of this. But they came to realize that taking out tw- the whole thing was better. It actually, it, it, does, it does work really well. Because okay. then you don't, have to, you don't have to worry about arthritis that next joint up. Is this in. a surgery someone has to be hospitalized for? Oh, no, no. They're done outpatient. On the um, same day? Yep, they come in. Um, Typically, either an anesthetic where their arms put to sleep, mm-hmm. or they go to sleep for the surgery. Um, How long does it take, typically? Uh, for just the arthroplasty, yeah. about about an hour. Okay, a little more. That seems pretty quick. Yeah. And they wake up if they've had a block, they have no pain. Yep. They and go home. And how long is it sore then after that for them? You know, I always warn them. That's probably the biggest thing that that they need to be. Uh, clear about before surgery is yeah. that it takes a good six months for all the soreness to go away. Really? Because you know you've you've replaced the arthritic pain now with the pain from surgery. Or when the do soreness. they when do they notice that 
okay, the arthritic pain's at least gone, and this is different. Usually a couple weeks, they Pretty can tell. Pretty quickly? Mm-hmm. So are yeah. you putting them in a splint then for a couple weeks? Yeah, so typically um, they go into a removable splint that they can take off to shower. Um, it's a little more convenient. Okay. If uh, they want, they can go into a cast. Yep. Uh, but and then how long will really you splint necessary. them? Uh, six weeks, typically. Six weeks, mm-hmm. okay. So it sounds, I mean, sounds like the re- recoveries, I mean, other than the soreness, at six weeks, do they get to start using their thumb again? Oh, yeah, yeah. They go into they a... They can grab stuff. Mm-hmm. They can pinch. And um, you're not like, hold, you're not crossing your fingers no. when you go home at mm-hmm. night? <laughs> no, no. Because, you no. know, failures are... In they they can't, there are there are potential for, um, for failures, and there are some revision procedures that can be done. Um, you know, one thing is always we have to look at the next joint up, the metacarpal. Um, because the metacarpal phalangeal joint, which is the next joint out towards the tip, mm-hmm. um, if that joint collapses, that one typically we fuse that joint or do some sort of procedure to limit how much it extends. Yeah. Um, which is probably 25% of the patients have something done there. Is it a reasonable expectation after the surgery that they have fairly normal function or do they f- always feel a little decreased strength? That's probably the other thing, the other take-home message when I'm talking to them before surgery right. is the pain's gone, and it takes six months to go away, but they're never as strong as they once were, okay. you know, because we've taken out a bone, and it's it's going to be a little weaker. And what do you do with that tendon you're taking half of, the FCR? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, is there any downside effect no, of taking that? No, you can take the whole thing. It's not a problem. Don't even need it? Yep. Really? So it's kind of like the Palmaris in some respects, but it's just a bigger tendon. Bigger tendon. Um, you know, you have your FC, as long as your FC works. Um, I occasionally I'll take half of FCR. Um, you can actually take APL. Um, some surgeons put other synthetic materials in that space. Yeah. Um, so would you say this is a pretty common surgery in your practice? Very common, yeah. And this is something that you kind of have... Uh, grown towards and tried to yeah you, you know, know it's, it's funny you don't do a lot of them your first year yeah. because you're giving everybody steroid shots and you right. really don't start working on these until probably two or three years in and has your technique changed from year zero to year 13 other than getting more efficient and uh, or is it pretty much a surgery that's been well, figured out um it, it's pretty much a surgery that's been figured out they've been doing it since the 1950s yeah that's wow. when it was first described so so you're not so, looking into getting some intellectual property on metal and plastic <laughs> no, at that joint? No, it, this not even, does not even a little bit. No, this works great. Okay. Yep. Well, we very much appreciate you coming on. Oh, this thanks. is fantastic fantastic information, especially for a dumb sports guy like me, trying to rebuff sure. my hand knowledge a little bit. And um, uh, thank you very much, Trish. It's been great. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Joint Effort, a podcast from Des Moines Orthopedic Surgeons. If you have questions about this podcast, and wish to schedule an appointment with the surgeon, call 515-224-1414 or visit dmos.com.